Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. A few days ago, we had the feast of Michael and the archangels and all of the angels. We call it the synaxis of the holy angels. And we have been having this celebration on a Saturday evening close to it so that we can all get together to be able to remember St. Michael, the angels, but especially, especially for the little ones to remember the angels that guard you, because each of you has an angel that is your guardian angel, but especially to remember what angels have in a role in your life. When you think of St. Michael depicted, what do you, when you see him on an icon, typically, what does he have? I know you know, you knew last year. <laughs> he has a sword, or he might have, what else, if he doesn't have a sword, what does he have, Milo? Something else that's longer than a sword, but still pointy. Spear! Spear! Wow, yes, excellent. Why does he have a sword or a spear? What do you do with a sword and a spear? Because he fought. Fight, yes. Because he fought the devil and the sword and forced him into hell. That's right. When we go through scripture, there are three different points in which Michael is specifically named. There's once where he uh, appears to Joshua and he calls himself the commander of the heavenly hosts. He's the great captain. We have an icon of, of, of him up here, the archangel Michael. There's also he appears in the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation. He's always at the forefront of all of the angels ready to fight. When you look at this icon, what else do you notice about Archangel Michael that's different from the other saints? I need some other hands. You got to put your hands down if you've already answered one. When you look at Archangel Michael, what else does he have that's different from the others? Wings. He has wings. Why does Archangel Michael have wings? Does he have, like, big wings? Yeah. Yes? <laughs> It's a trick question. Is he like me? Does he have flesh like me? No. Why do we depict angels with wings? Because I'll let you know. There you go. Yes. Because um, it, does it represent that they're fast? Or they're, that they're fast, as in the sense that they can move. They are, what do angels represent? They fight. They protect us. But they also, throughout Scripture, what else do they do? They fight against the devil. They fight against the devil? Yes. Messengers. They're messengers, right? They come and bring messages. That is why I actually learned this in catechism class the other day. Yeah. I learned things in catechism class, too. That is what uh, the ninja-like thing on his head is. Do you know what I'm talking about? The bandana? The, that was a sign of a herald that he is coming to proclaim. Now, the saints, uh, the holy ones of God, you might hear of Saint Michael, and you wonder, is he like the other saints? 
Well, saint just means holy, right? So Archangel Michael is not like St. Paul that's next to him. He's holy, but he was not a human, right? Who is created first, angels or humans? <laughs> the angels were created first. Does that mean that angels are better than us? No. No. Why were the angels created? Yes. To send messages. To send messages to who? Um, the, the humans. Yes. So the angels were first created, but they were created because God knew who's going to create us. To help us, to be close to us, to defend us, to fight for us, to, if we need messages from God, right? Now, you pray in your morning prayers, so there is in the morning prayers, there is a prayer to your guardian angel. And one of the things that the church teaches about guardian angels, or the angels in general, is that they are there, right? This isn't just an idea. They are present. There's an angel that is assigned to this church. There's an angel assigned to the state, the city. There's an angel assigned to the country. This is all from the book of Daniel. This is... He can break through things, that's right. But what we have is that we need to remember to pray to our guardian angel, to remember that we have those who will protect us, that will defend us. There is a great story about the Archangel Michael that I want to share with you. We actually have a feast for this particular miracle of Michael. This is about the second century, and it was there was a miraculous uh, a healing spring that came up from St. Michael bringing it to the people. And what do you do when you go find a miraculous spring? What is the natural thing to do? Wash your face. Wash your face. <laughs> to drink of it. So there was a girl that was healed from this spring. And her father said, glory to God, and you build a church right next to it. And over time, this church, because it protected the spring, all sorts of miracles were happening. Well, do you think that the devil and the demons liked that? No. You, no. So what started to happen? There started to be people that were influenced by them. They were envious. And they started to attack. They wanted to destroy the church and the spring. So there was a fellow who came after this father who built the church, Archippus. And at one time they attacked the church and they beat Archippus up. And then they realized, uh, because Archangel Michael showed up to defend Archippus, and so they decided, okay, we can't do a frontal assault on the church, so we've got to figure out some other way. So, like sometimes bad neighbors can be like, they decided we can't mess with their property on their property, so we're going to mess with it next door. So you know what they started to do? There was a river that was running. So they started, which is a lot of work, they started diverting the river, moving the river, took a lot of labor, because they wanted the river to run through onto the property and to, to do what to the church? Flood it and destroy it. The first river didn't work very well. 
So they worked a little bit further away to a second river. They were this upset with what God was doing around them. They put another river. And so you had this giant flow, like a flood, coming towards the church. And Archippus at this time, he's been healed by the, the Archangel Michael. He was fine. So he starts praying to Archangel Michael. And do you know what happens? The Archangel Michael appears. He makes the, form, the shape of the cross, or he makes the sign of the cross, and the river stops. Do you remember Moses crossing the Red Sea with the, the Israelites? What happens? The waters, they part, and the Israelites go through. Well, this is now Michael coming, and he stops the waters, and then he basically says no, and then the water basically tunnels down and goes underneath, so it, it diverts away from the church, and the church is saved. Every year, September 6th, I believe, is when the church remembers this miracle of St. Michael. That's just one. The church has many memories of Michael coming and helping, or stories about angels coming and helping. St. Paisios would embrace his angel. He would talk with his angel, ask him to pray for him. So this is something, especially as we go around tonight with your lantern, and we pray to be reminded, especially the light that you have an angel with you, that we have angels that guide us, that guard us, that protect us, and that we are loved by God so much that it overflows that he even gives us angels. So you have a saint, you have an angel, you have your parents, you've got siblings, you've got brothers and sisters in Christ. God loves a whole lot. It's not just, just him all by himself. But, how should I say, a bouquet of all sorts of things for you, okay? So, we're going to get up quietly, go back to our parents to get re ready with the lanterns, because it might take a minute. Uh, we're going to meet, uh, we'll start lining up right here in the narthex, and we're going to move outside once all the kids are together. And we're going to sing uh, the Shafari to St. Michael, and then I have another song that we'll sing.